Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Popcorn Bucket List, the podcast that keeps your movie bucket list up to date because those thousand movies to see before you die lists are just too daunting. And tonight, we have the fight of the century. In one corner, we have Daryl and with him, King Kong. And the other corner is Sarah with her is Godzilla. And I'm your host and resident monster referee, Gracie. So tonight, let's get ready to rumble. So tonight, we are asking the age-old question, who wins, our monkey with a blonde fetish, King Kong, or the dummy thick lizard, Godzilla? We're going to pit them through time, OG Godzilla versus OG King Kong, all the way to the recently premiered Godzilla versus King Kong, uh, versus the 1963 version of King Kong versus Godzilla, which is a big difference there. 62. <laughs> Yes, yes. So we're going to start off with the OGs. We have to start off with the classics. We've got King Kong in 1933 and Godzilla in 1954. So who wants to go first? Talk about the films. Uh, I guess I'll go first on, uh, on King Kong. So I watched for the first time uh, pretty much yesterday. And it was really interesting. Okay, first of all, it was a little less racist than I thought it was going to be. So that's always nice. That's always a good thing. <laughs> Whenever I watch any movie that's uh, pre, uh, well, pre-1980, I'm always like, let's see what's going to happen here. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one was really, it was really fun to watch. The animation was really um, interesting, the stop motion uh, to bring Kong to life and all the various monsters. Uh, it was kind of cool to see like, um it was kind of it was interesting to see because i watched that one after i watched the newer version of king kong by peter jackson so it was interesting looking at the parallels um uh, also fun fact is that uh king kong's uh, size changes a lot you'll notice throughout the movies he changes size (laughs) constantly like from this movie to the next movie but also in this own movie he's like from 19 feet to like 50 feet um so that's always an interesting thing just watching how like He's like a three people tall in one scene. And then when he's in the United States, he's like half a building tall or something <laughs> like that. It's uh, it's funny how that changes. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it was a really fun movie. There wasn't any black faces I saw. There were actual black people. And I was like, OK, cool. This is still a little racist because this is not how black people are. But at least there wasn't blackface. <laughs> unlike some of the other movies on this list that we will get to later yeah um it was also surprisingly violent i didn't expect it to be as violent apparently in the re-releases they added a lot of new footage um that was taken out because of of the haze code uh there was like people getting crushed by god no got crushed by king kong um eaten by king kong eaten by other things uh people get picked up out of windows and just dropped you see bodies fall into like a big ravine. Um, it was it was shocking, shocking violence, but very entertaining. So uh, yeah, overall, it was really, really good. <laughs> For our listeners who might not be as advanced with uh, history with cinema, the Hayes Code was um, basically a uh, how do you a rating system before there was a rating system it was a list of rules that banned certain things in filmmaking like 
interracial couples and lustful kissing or drugs and alcohol like you couldn't see the main character drink alcohol or do drugs and and a lot of it, it the code was a interesting way to get from there to our rating system that we have today but this was i mean let's be honest it was probably coming from the vatican itself <laughs> I mean, it all stems in Catholicism of what isn't and is okay to show people and to promote. So uh, it it does exist in a certain uh, historical value of uh, King Kong being released in the Hays Code. So hmm. I didn't know anything about that. So it's a thesis I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> And we just got to the thesis portion again. There you go. You want me to talk about the rating system's historical value? I can. But I probably could do a better, uh, but I had to refresh my memory on it. So, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, what would you give on a scale of, let's do one to 10, what would you give King Kong 1933? Let's see. As a movie, I would definitely give it I'd probably give it give it an eight, a solid eight, because it's a very well-made film for its time. It's very entertaining. I can, if I can put myself back in the time period, I can see how like, wow, this probably was really, really cool to people. This was really amazing, um, especially with like the groundbreaking stop motion animation. Like one of my favorite little fun facts about it was that when they were trying to animate Kong, the hardest part to fix was every time they had to touch the model, they would mess up his hair a little bit. And so the animators never really happy about that. He's like, man, we keep getting the hair messed up. But people today have kind of embraced that because it's like, no, that means that, like it was definitely handmade. People think it's super cool. So I don't know. I just I love that, and I could see how that would have been really, really uh, impressive to people back in 1933. And stepping in for me in Godzilla's corner is Gracie. Let's talk about Godzilla 1954. I'm throwing Sarah under the bus. She hasn't seen Godzilla. <laughs> I don't know how she's in Godzilla's corner and not seeing his origin story, but we'll, I digress. We don't <laughs> shame here, but we strongly, <laughs> I don't even we know wag our fingers We at wag you. our fingers at you. <laughs> we're, we're an audio process. <laughs> okay. So I actually, I saw Godzilla 1954 version actually for the first time like a month or two ago I think it was when the second trailer for King Kong uh Godzilla versus King Kong came out and I was like oh my gosh like Godzilla I was like let's watch this because I I had never seen the original I've seen a lot of like different iterations of Godzilla but and I'm sure I've seen the original I just don't remember it as an adult so I was really excited to revisit that and I was surprised at how compelling it was of a story. Um, they really capture the audience in its way of set design. And I mean, even just watching him move around, he was super cool to watch. I mean, 1954 and, you know, we've already gotten King Kong, which is like a stop motion thing. This is a guy in a suit and it, it's, beautiful it's so much fun to watch and going from that and watching some other iterations for this podcast it's actually a letdown to like see it kind of fall apart a little bit um 
I don't know, it just, it was in the ocean for some shots, they electrocute him. Um, and then there's this like huge parallel with the war because it's all about radiation and, you know, America dropping the bomb on them. And, and that's what woke Godzilla. Like it's super like heart wrenching in a weird way. Like you're mm. really feeling for them. And, and I've always had like a weird, complex where i hate that every monster movie the humans just want to kill the monster they never want to at least study it like in my mind i'm like we could learn so much you know and i'm probably one of the woeful scientists or something like that but uh that really like explains the plight like i felt this guy's pain when he has he's watching them kill you know godzilla and it just I don't know. It was a fun one to watch. It also had some really cool characters. Like, I mean, it had, you know, the evil scientist who learns how to kill all the fish and, you yeah. know, <laughs> and with one zap of like a pill. Like it was, uh, it was interesting. It was also cool to watch it because I watched it with Daryl and then Ross ended up watching it. My husband, he ended up watching it with us and he watched the whole thing which I was surprised because a lot of the times it, I mean, it was black and white and it was in Japanese, not in English. And so he had to read the subtitles and that normally is a deterrent for him, but he surprisingly like paid attention through the whole film. I was really surprised at how long we had his, you know, <laughs> attention, but uh, I don't know. Daryl, what did you think about it? I know you were watching it for the first time as well with me yeah I mean I thought it was I thought it was really fun it was interesting to see like I like you said about like him being a, a guy in a suit it's just so funny and just interesting watching someone move around and do stuff with all these little miniatures and then them cutting back to like oh here's like the actual set of you know like like Godzilla picks up a train full of people and it's like it's just a little toy train in his hand but you cut the people like oh my god I'm in a train oh my god ah. yeah. it's like <laughs> it's just it's really it's really interesting to just kind of step back and see how like in on one hand it's very simple because it's it's you know kind of the first time anyone did that kind of stuff but also like how complicated it is and how much artistry has to go into making that look believable and it never felt like fake or phony. Um, I think like one of the interesting things is that since it was in black and white, just like King Kong, one thing I've noticed about like these kinds of monster movies is that once you start adding color, it makes it a little harder to believe the story. Um, it's kind of like my biggest problem with like Pacific Rim Uprising was that they added a lot of color to that particular movie and it looks weird i guess i don't know i don't but, but when you but when it's in black and white like godzilla or the original king kong it's just like it feels more visceral it feels more kind of grungy and dirty and like here's a video of something that actually happened so yeah it was fun and the, the human story in it was actually super interesting and super compelling unlike <laughs> other entries on these lists let's just say oh i will agree with you on that one i just read this really cool fact um it, the script is only 50 pages long really it was written in 11 days oh man can you wow. imagine taking only 11 days out of your life to create something that is literally like stands through time like yeah 
I mean, everybody knows who Godzilla is, whether you've seen any of the movies or not. You know that he's a giant lizard who breathes fire and yells. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just think that's really cool to uh, think about because, like, I mean, I've spent months and years on scripts that have never seen the light of day. <laughs> yeah, then this guy. The and then, then this guy. <laughs> 11 days. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Ugh, heartbreaking. But who would we think, okay, what would you give it in a out of 10? Out of 10, I'd also I'd also throw like an 8 at it just again for how how well the movie is put together and how entertaining and interesting it is. Uh, I would give it a 10 as tell, well. I mean, an 8 I mean, as well. Like, despite having to tell us, it's so weird having to pit like a giant monster and then like this little human story and the human story actually be interesting. So, I mean, they did a really good job. So, yeah, I'd say that they're kind of even in terms of the movie uh, rating department. Uh, but I guess I wonder who would win the fight, though. I guess that's that's the real question. <laughs> really, if you think about it. OK, so Godzilla is pretty big in that one. I think he is consistently like 50 feet tall on that. Yeah, he is massive. <laughs> King Kong with his fluctuating sizes of being either 20 feet or 50 feet. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if that uh, happens me, throughout the fight, I don't know. If I that... feel like Godzilla <laughs> takes this one because yeah. like I just as much as King Kong is destructive i think godzilla gives no fucks yeah <laughs> you know like king kong is just looking for his girl you know like he mm-hmm. is just trying to find his girl in the city of a billion girls that look like her and, <laughs> and he's and he's just trying to get to the top of the empire state building right is it the empire state building or is it the chrysler building it is it is the empire state Building. okay i, I couldn't remember which which one that is um I don't know. I'm going to have to give it to Godzilla. I feel like Godzilla would just breathe fire on him or maybe King Kong goes up onto a building and, you know, he's like, and then, you know, Godzilla is just like, blows fire out of the building and burns him. I don't know. That's my, that's my call. Sarah, you're the ref for this one. (laughs) Who do you think? Yeah. Well, that might be a little biased, but I I will have to vote for Fire Breath. I think that that could that could take that monkey out pretty quickly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, apparently King Kong has shape shifting abilities, and you know. Yeah, so that it might might play to his advantage. I mean, he but, can just get really tiny. From the sounds of it, I think I think Godzilla is going to take him out in that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, so we've decided that Godzilla, the OG the winner of that round it's okay king kong you started us off strong you couldn't finish the fight and that's okay our next round off no that's not the right word our next round is <laughs> the 2005 king kong directed by uh, peter jackson starring adrian brody and jack black and naomi watts as well versus the 1998 Roland Emmerich film Godzilla starring Matthew Broderick and Jean Reno. So did I say that right? Or is it Jean Reno? I think it's Jean Reno. Let me just jump off a bridge. It's Jean (laughs) Reno, especially because that was probably the reason I gave it the rating it got. 
It's okay. So. He doesn't show up in movies anymore. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care. He's so good. Alrighty. Who is taking King Kong? I will I will take King Kong as always. <laughs> Stick with my boy. <laughs> All right. Why does tell us about King Kong and your experience watching King Kong? Because I know this was your first time. Okay. Yeah, so I just realized I watched all these movies. I watched all the King Kong movies in reverse order. So I watched the most recent one first and the oldest one last. <laughs> so it's funny going back in time like this. Um, anyway, so the King Kong version by Peter Jackson is basically identical in terms of story overall to the 1933 version. The only difference is that it is a heck of a lot longer. <laughs> It is uh, the extended version, three hours and 20 minutes. Um, so it is it is a beefy film. But otherwise, it's, it's the story is pretty much the same. It's still about um, basically a movie director saying, I want to go to an island and film this movie. Let's go find a girl. I found a girl. Let's go to the island now. Get to the island. Big monkey. <laughs> they capture the big monkey. Uh, they come back to the United States, put the big monkey on the show. Um, he's like, I don't like being here. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna st steal a girl and go climb up a building, and then he dies. The end. So that's King Kong in a nutshell. And both movies are basically the same. Um, now in this version of King Kong, Kong is uh, 25 feet tall. Consistently, he does not have a fluctuating, uh, shape shifting power like he does in the <laughs> previous version. Um, and remember when I uh, mentioned blackface earlier and how the first one surprisingly didn't have that. This one kind of does. And I know they keep harping on this, but I just find it so interesting. Like yeah, to be fair. Resident, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have <laughs> I have to represent the culture here, so I have to yeah. mention it. <laughs> but um now I'm gonna to be fair, and I can't believe I'm saying to be fair about blackface, but <laughs> the there's one time where they show it where it's a little bit justified near the end of the film, um, when King Kong is being shown on display, uh, they have some actors playing the uh, savages uh and like they're in blackface which makes sense because it's 1933 and it's like that's exactly what they would have done in 1933 yeah. so that's fine the other thing though was that this isn't exactly blackface but they had they, they keep the dark-skinned savages trope um when they arrive on the island which i'm not a big fan of for obvious reasons um it's not quite as bad uh as actual like straight up blackface that one i still kind of like mm, you fell into the trope peter jackson you gave us middle earth and then you did this and i know mm. the idea is that they're basically supposed to be like orcs effectively but it's like those are human beings though so it doesn't work when their skin is almost like completely black so there's no sympathy in the film yeah there's no the you know tribe i guess is what it's like they treat them as plot point exactly so not you know an invasion like they're invading their land yeah they're coming yeah. their land stealing their monkey <laughs> <laughs> their god yeah their actual god and it's like again it's just it's just kind of disrespectful in my opinion but pushing all that that whole bit of baggage to the side i really like the movie um it's very well made especially for one that's super super freaking long um and the reason why is, well, two things. One is that Jack Black does an awesome job of playing like kind of like a conniving, 
but likable character. <laughs> he um studied Orson Welles for that character. Oh, did he? That, yes. Okay. He, he said he sense. didn't study mannerisms, but he studied the way he was reckless. Yeah, that's that's and exactly it how he totally is. comes out <laughs> like that. Like it's my favorite performance from Jack Black. I am in love with that performance. I think he's yeah. just brilliant and just I get chills every time I start talking about it because I hear him saying the lines like let's do it for him let's do it for whoever yeah who died, the proceeds wife, to his wife and, wife and kids yeah yeah exactly like it to me it's just <laughs> it captures the essence of early cinema really it well it does it does like his performance is just really really well done really intentional and thought and thoughtful and i just i love i love how he plays carl driscoll the the movie director it's wonderful i mean the rest of cats is also great too but it's like no carl he... denham by the way oh carl denham is that mm. did i say driscoll yeah yeah sorry jack driscoll the adrian. Is, the, is adrian brody yeah. he's the writer in the original film jack driscoll was actually the uh like the boat captain yeah. but they had to create a separate character in king kong 2005 for some reason not sure why <laughs> point is the cast is great jack black is the best but also <laughs> King Kong himself is super entertaining because he's like super emotive. He actually feels like a genuine character and he does as well in the 1933 version, but he's more of a monster. He's more of like, ah, oh, look at him. He's scary. Everybody run away from him. This one is like, no, he's like, he's, he's just, you know, a big gorilla who's just like, I'm alone here. I'm going to take this girl. She seems nice. I guess I'm going to like, <laughs> run around the forest with her in my hand and somehow not give her whiplash or accidentally kill her i don't know how he how he does it he's it's a very gentle giant somehow the way he runs is not gentle <laughs> but she survived yeah i always like to uh every time i watch that version of king kong i'm always like brought back to like watching it with my dad shout out to my dad who's like you know one of our og listeners <laughs> but he always says that it's a love story Mm -hmm. about the guy who doesn't get the girl in the end yeah that's and exactly what it is that's what it is and it's heart-wrenching when you think about it because mm -hmm. it, it it really is all he wants to do is he just wants his girl and he just wants to protect her and oh though it's got some really heartbreaking scenes too just like the when they learn to communicate with each other and she's doing all these like jokes and stuff like that and she yells mm -hmm. at him he goes too far it's like you're like oh don't yell at him like oh, baby <laughs> yeah he doesn't understand leave him alone <laughs> but also yeah he could kill you very quickly if he wanted exactly to. yeah <laughs> that that film is i love watching that film because it has so many different structures it has like the making of the film on the boat then you have your islands and like the you know rescue the girl and the damsel in distress and all these like dinosaurs and like there's this great fight between a i believe it's a t-rex is it a t-rex or a raptor uh okay there's there's raptors fighting and like trying to eat the brontosaurus yes uh then there's a t-rex the three t-rexes fighting it. kong, kong <laughs> later on yeah and uh, but the scene the fight scene with the t-rex where he just like breaks his jaw uh. open and then like goes like oh he's broken <laughs> like, and like he does that in the original film too he does the exact same thing he breaks a jaw then he plays with it and i was like peter jackson you just you did it again <laughs> i think they reference it in skull island as well to 
do talk they? About, I think so. I don't remember if it was. No, maybe it was the most recent one because I remember turning to you and going, "Oh my God, that's the thing. He did the thing." Oh, I think he's trying to. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's obviously like a trope in King Kong lore that I I maybe just never picked up on. Yeah, I guess go for the mouth. Just try to yank it open. <laughs> yeah. But overall, love the film. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. It's really sad because it's like you kind of realize that as soon as he gets taken away he has no chance of surviving because there's nothing he can do in new york it's like he, he can't go anywhere he doesn't have enough there's no food source for him like even if he escaped out of new york it's like there's no way he can survive I mean, it's actually like really sad to think about like they literally took this god and was like no we're putting you in a cage now you'll suffer and die and it's so. heartbreaking to watch the scene where they like make him a sideshow kind of thing like yeah it's like and they like raise his arms and the chains and like i'm like oh this poor baby man and the, i don't know i'm just i've always always feel for king kong i'm always on his side i have never been on the human side in any <laughs> king kong movie <laughs> so and i think that's i will always be like that i think it's like you came onto his land his property <laughs> all he did was just say hey don't fly helicopters here leave me alone and i'll leave you alone let me take my showers and let you know let me watch the sunset like no worries that's all he wants yeah Sarah, do you do you like that version of King Kong? Um, I did like it. It's funny that you mentioned that you watched it with your dad because I watched it with my parents. Like right after it came out, my mom used to get the well, actually she still does get the DVDs through Netflix, and so oh, throwback. Uh, they they put that on, and um, they bowed out about an hour in. They both went to bed and I stayed up and watched that whole movie. It's a slow beginning. I will give them that. Yeah. It's a really yeah. slow beginning. Yeah. I mean, it takes like almost 30 to 45 minutes to get the name Skull Island, I'm pretty sure. Because that's mm-hmm. like a big reveal of him typing Skull. You know, yeah, like, it's, it takes a while. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't blame your parents for bowing out. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's a good one. It's it's not up there, but I enjoyed it. Oh, and Andy Serkis. I mean, we're not talking about Andy Serkis. Oh yeah, Andy Serkis. Not only as like a live action character, but also as as yeah, like it's he's like (laughs) he's a beautiful actor to watch, and and I will forever stand on the pedestal that I think he deserved so many nominations at Academy Awards. Yeah, not just like hey here's a special shout out to you. I think no, best even <laughs> not for King Kong. If you don't want to give him for King Kong, give him for another monkey, give him for Caesar for, you know. Yeah, he's got uh, monkeys galore. Just pick Planet one. of the Apes. <laughs> like, I just think he is a phenomenal actor. And just because he's a character actor, people sideline him. And I mm-hmm. think that's kind of heartbreaking to watch as someone who truly appreciates character actors. Like, and he appreciates the... The craft of it and he you know i mean who else could go from playing an angry cook who gets his arm eaten by some angry bug thing <laughs> to being the monkey which is the star of the show <laughs> yeah yeah so, i don't know i like that one that's probably yeah I, I would say that's my favorite of this iteration of 
these list of films that we're talking about right now mm. but it might just be because it's you know something i've grown up with i don't know i also played the video game which we don't <laughs> need to talk about <laughs> all right mm. next yeah speaking of not good movies not good movies <laughs> godzilla 1998 matthew broderick Ooh, this film sarah can you tell me about this film <laughs> Uh, I can tell you that it's a rough ride <laughs> with some really, really bad CGI and some of the worst movie tropes of all time just packed into it. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a 90s movie. That's for sure. Um, and I, I know that, you know, Godzilla CGI 1998 walked so that good cgi can run now but spike it's three could happen of yes course. <laughs> <laughs> oh i have so many issues with this godzilla like you have <laughs> i have like a long list of like all the just like big issues i had with this film oh <laughs> and, please please chime in <laughs> oh my gosh i number one it's not a godzilla it's a freaking t-rex i wore my t-rex mm. shirt in honor of that <laughs> film because it wasn't godzilla it never no looked like godzilla and it was literally a t-rex and i was like you didn't invent a new creature that's just a t-rex and tiny little t-rexes mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and then the whole thing is it it's basically what if jurassic park took place in new york city yeah exactly that's it it has (laughs) Mm -hmm. the same reproduction like you know idea they're like oh life finds a way you know through asexual Mm -hmm. reproduction i'm like so we just accept that he he's born pregnant like where did that come from like there's even like you know like raptor-esque scenes with like the baby godzillas and stuff like it is so a terrible remake Oh of my God, Jurassic Park so movie, like, and it's it's not even a Godzilla movie. Like, it doesn't feel like a Godzilla movie. Like, there, I told I told Daryl the last time, like, for some of them, I when I go to see a monster movie, I'm going to see a specific type of movie, and if you miss the mark, you miss the mark, and that's fine. And normally, it's people taking themselves too seriously, and maybe that's what was wrong with this because I like Roland Emmerich. Like, I love him as a director. I think he's great in some of his disaster films. But Mark was missed for this. Mm-hmm. This was not a Godzilla film. This was if a T-Rex came to King Kong, you know, and don't even get me started about like the one Asian man in the entire film. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Who has <laughs> one thing, you have one word to say. You know what it is. Kojima. <laughs> That's all you get. Yeah. You get that. I, and I will, I, I gave this a one. <laughs> on my letterbox rating i'm not gonna lie to you i gave it a one and it was because of uh jean reno that's it that's the only reason <laughs> i like the film is because i like watching him as an actor i think he is brilliant and i thought he was great fun and i loved all the coffee jokes and that was it <laughs> everything else i could have just not seen it and I would have they, been okay. they also threw in like every disaster movie trope that they could. Like there's this guy sitting in a car. He's got like headphones on and he can't hear Godzilla yeah. coming, even though his entire car is shaking. Or the, <laughs> like, the fisherman who brings in Godzilla. Yes, like, like his thing wasn't so out that cheesy. far. Where did... <laughs> It's so cheesy and oh. so bad and they're like trying to be funny with it. Like if you look at the TVs in the office, like Barney's on and like things like that. Yeah. Like, 
And then it's you don't even get me cringy. started on the sexist tropes that they used in this. Oh, like, yeah, that's the whole movie. She basically. was a horrible <laughs> damsel mm-hmm. in distress. Like, mm-hmm. I think they were trying to make her not a damsel in distress. And it was just like, no, she's literally the flattest character you could ever write. Yeah. Hank Azaria's character is 10 times better. And he doesn't even say a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I will I will defend the movie in like one regard is that it's interesting because it's Roland Emmerich it's kind of cool seeing some of the the practical like destruction effects like I like I like the pier scene just because it's like it's cool to see like a guy actually running along this pier but uh yeah other than that it's like I gave it like a three out of five on Letterboxd I was like it's it's just boring to me that's it other than that it has like a couple of cool practical effects and it has like the supporting cast the simpsons basically <laughs> and it's uh, like <laughs> sure fine they have one character who's like a stand-in for roger ebert because oh, yeah which is so funny because it's like well, this movie was bad though man you, it was you put so it in a bad. good movie that's the funny thing like that's unfortunate but three is too high yeah i don't i don't think we need the referee but you know, if, if you want to call it Grace, I think I think Godzilla's on the ground beating okay. his hand against the mat. And another yeah. thing, okay, and another, okay. <laughs> the T Rex can't swim underwater. That's not how T Rexes work. So how is he a sea monster? Like how is he swimming? <laughs> Seen those thick legs? That's how he swims. No, idiot. <laughs> And like in some scenes he has little arms and then in other scenes he has long arms and i'm like this animal doesn't make any sense and has no water dynamic mm-hmm. like no how did he get from uh, wherever in the middle of nowhere yeah, to like new that. york <laughs> and yeah, also like that version of king of godzilla just walks Real and slow. the other, I also, I wrote depression at the bottom of it because they kill all the babies. And I was really sad. I was right? like, why? No, yes, wait, they... one survives, remember? One because survives. of a sequel oh, bait. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah sequel the bait. not really post-credits, but definitely post-credits scene scene. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I'm like, yeah, I would be pissed off too if you killed off. If I somehow as a male decide I'm going to reproduce my 300,000 little baby eggs and you- Lots of baby. <laughs> <laughs> shoot them i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> yeah you nuke the babies don't nuke the baby yeah <laughs> that's the answer <laughs> that should be the review <laughs> i really think that they just went let's blow up madison square garden oh he won how do we so get there badly. <laughs> like that like it's like how do we get to blowing up madison square garden and that's it because that's all it felt like hey gazaria later says they blew up the garden now i'm pissed and it's like, yeah. yeah they wanted to do that so badly and they, it's so cheesy the new york like accents are awful and and like the girlfriend of Hank Azaria I just I'm like no like I can't with this and then and then just like the jokes of them in the cab arguing over which route to take I'm like like we get it it's in New York yeah (laughs) thanks for reminding us (laughs) I can't Mm -hmm. I can't with this film I will say King Kong wins this and that's just because I think King Kong would (laughs) whoop this godzilla's ass but i also just think that like it, it there's no competition with the peter jackson film like mm-hmm. it stands on its own genre almost because it's it's not even a monster movie i think it's on its own level of uh, drama and you know monster film so that's my yeah. vote as the host if you disagree 
tell us about it on Twitter. The next round is the 2014 Godzilla versus, I dropped my notebook, so there goes all my notes, versus the 2017 version of King Kong from Kong Skull Island. Who wants to go first? We want to talk about Godzilla? All right. Yeah. Um, So this Godzilla movie is just one of those movies where it's like, a whole bunch of weird science jargon and like a very complicated plot with a bunch of all right characters but when the monster comes out I was just excited as hell like it's one of those movies where it's like okay for most of it and then like you finally get to the monster part and it's like so epic and so much fun and kind of makes it worth watching Uh, I thought it was a fun ride and um, I really enjoyed a lot of the effects I thought Godzilla was really portrayed as a badass in this movie and mm-hmm. uh, um it was definitely refreshing after his last iteration and I think it was probably tied a little more closely to the original cuz it's supposed to be like the same Godzilla from 1954 that they've like brought back and I thought that, that was like a fun little nod and I think he like took a lot of inspiration from the original movie as well. Yeah, um Gareth Edwards the director has mentioned that they kept uh that Godzilla as their inspiration and their source of a lot of the lore. Um even if you look at like the Godzilla like uh costume in the original and then how he looks the the scales are very similar and like the back spines are very similar. Um but Gareth Edwards said that he Godzilla is a metaphor for Hiroshima in the original movie. We tried to keep that there and there are a lot of themes from the 54 movie that we've kept. And I think you can really see that like you feel the plight of the human, you know, like I feel like the human story is very well tied into Godzilla's story for that. And they also um you you mentioned like it's like an hour of like science jargon he mm-hmm. he tried to pull the uh alien and jaws and close encounters approach of oh, anticipation okay. like we haven't seen the monster yet we haven't seen the monster yet and like a lot of the movies i watched i was like okay we're an hour in and we haven't even met the monster yet like like mm-hmm. Peter Jackson's King Kong, you make it, I think, an hour and a half in before you probably yeah, see the long, monster. Long time. <laughs> and that's know? a longer movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a longer movie. But even some of the other iterations, I think I counted to like 40 minutes before we see, you know, King Kong in one iteration and, you know, 30 minutes to another. Now, this one, I felt like it wasn't as laborious for me. Like, I didn't find it like I was excited about the buildup. Like to me, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see Godzilla. Like that's what I'm here for. That's why I paid my $15 for my movie ticket, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think personally, I think it does its job as a Godzilla movie. It's a good setup for the next one, I think. And and I think it's kind of cool because he's a little baby. He doesn't know his powers yet. Like the second one, which I don't think we're going to talk about today, the King of Monsters, where he becomes like supercharged Godzilla. You know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that like is his evolution state. And so the the, the first one, 2014, is kind of nice because he's like, I'm just here to destroy San Francisco. You know, like. <sighs> But I also like the plight of the humans of that one. I felt like it really captured the disaster film 
side of it, like him running through the airport scenes, trying to rescue a kid, you know, that kind of thing. I felt like it really captured um, like a hurricane, you know, disaster relief scenario. Like I felt like it really captured that kind of side. So Sarah, do you have a fly in front of you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was like, are you waving away my I, opinion? No. <laughs> no, I always have a fly that comes and visits me when we record. So it does happen often. Ooh, we should cover the fly one day. We mm. should. I do like okay. that movie. Okay. Um, on a scale of one to 10, what would you rate this film, Sarah? I would give it a solid seven. Like I had a lot of fun watching it. I, I really like it. It made me feel excited, like seeing the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park gets me excited. And um, yeah, I, I agree with it. Like, you know, following a lot of good uh, disaster movies and like having that feeling in it. So I'm yeah. going to say six. And I think it's because the actual plot of it is very forgettable. <laughs> like I have yeah like there really like there really isn't like I didn't remember who the actors were like we were reading through it and I was like oh my god Elizabeth Olsen like you know like that's so relevant right now it's not called any of their names it's called Godzilla Godzilla. (laughs) because I don't remember any of their names yeah and like Brian Cranston's in it and what is it Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson Johnson yeah who I only know from Kick-Ass and Daryl had to remind me he was in an Avengers movie and I kind of forgot um, with Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> yep, brother and sister in that one. So mm. <laughs> real weird in, uh, in this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm going to have to go with six. And I think it's because I think I knock it because I feel like the plot is super forgettable. Like, I don't know, to me, there there's an expectation for monster movies. And while that fits the monster movie bill, there is a lack of maybe cheesiness fair enough yeah yeah i think that's I the it big problem with that particular took itself seriously yeah it I takes guess. itself way too seriously so like that's the biggest problem with the new godzilla movies is that they're kind of like that sometimes and it's like come on man just be cool <laughs> <laughs> like i don't need all like just make keep it simple <laughs> yeah whereas like the second one they were like let's throw every monster in the books Adam, like what is it it's they throw mothra mothra Ghidorah, mm-hmm. and kong and then Ghidorah, they hint yeah. at a billion other monsters yeah as well. and and uh what's what's the other is it Ghidorah, right yeah Ghidorah. the girl's yeah, a three-headed yeah. dragon the, yeah the three-headed dragon yeah i'm i'm like one mothra could have been in its own movie don't get me started yeah. about mothra i love, I love mothra mothra. <laughs> mothra is bay and will always be bay Mm-hmm. so like yeah that movie was great problem, but, but, but it had mothra on it <laughs> yeah, so that's all that it did have mothra, so. <laughs> and i probably liked that one more because it had millie bobby brown and you know kyle chandler and vera 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 <laughs> vera farmiga 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 how do you say your last name i think name? so farmiga? i just call her vera because we're on a first name basis <laughs> I always feel like I butcher it because I think about it too hard. <laughs> so no, this is um, the part in the wrestling match when Godzilla and Kong are fighting and then Mothra just comes in and wins the whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And a startling upset Mothra shows up. <laughs> so facing off against the 2014 Godzilla is 2017's Kong Skull Island. 
and I unfortunately have not seen this one yet so I'm throwing it to Daryl and I'm sure Gracie's gonna chime in as well yeah Boys. so <laughs> so Kong Skull Island is just an amazing movie it is honestly one of my like top monster films ever it's just so entertaining it gets right to the point I love that it just it just should you came here for a big monkey fighting stuff you want that that's exactly what you're going to get and two minutes into the movie we're going to show you his face and his hand um <laughs> so this movie is directed by Jordan Bog Roberts um he it's one of those situations where he directed like a much smaller indie film and then they said hey you want to direct King Kong and he's like sure and he did a marvelous job um what a way to crazy. get a job right <laughs> right like what better way than to say yeah King Kong now he gets to do the Metal Gear Solid movie after this which is like and this this movie feels like a video game at times so it, it fits he's the perfect director for it um but basically this movie has nothing to do with the original version of King Kong or really any version we've seen before mm -hmm. um well, the other ones were about a movie director trying to make a movie on the island, on Skull Island. This one is about um, uh, John Goodman in the 1970s basically wants to go to this island and find monsters. Um, and that's an important thing, too. It takes place in the 1970s as opposed to the Godzilla film, which takes place in 2014 or whatever year. Yeah. Um, this is a period piece it takes place during the vietnam war yeah um, and it definitely feels like a vietnam a vietnam oh, war i love a good vietnam times. war film <laughs> like it's got such a specific sound and a specific color grade and i just think that when done right it just fits perfectly and is super believable and i didn't question the believability of this taking place in the 70s at all i, I really didn't um it was one of those films that I, I don't know, I guess I just didn't get to see in theaters and I got to see it while we were studying for this podcast. And I was super excited because I, Daryl watched it with me and I was like giddy. I was like having so much fun because it, it's what you want when you go see a monster movie. It's, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to see a movie that has great plot or great you know storytelling but it has a good monster and good fight scenes and some gratuitous blood death scenes you know like it I think it just doesn't take itself seriously and that's what I like about it is that it, it it's like yeah you've come here to see King Kong like we're gonna give it to you and I and I think that's beautiful it, and the cast is so diverse too it has Tom Hiddleston, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, John Goodman, Brie Larson, who is not blonde in the film. They could have made her blonde, but she's a brunette. And like the whole like my woman kind of thing, that trope isn't used in the film. I, I don't think Kong ever really interacts with Brie Larson in the film. Yeah, just like um, once. He doesn't really interact. Yeah, he like interacts like once or twice. And and it's because this iteration of Kong is a much more uh, protector of the people. And so he only attacks in the very beginning of the film because they're disrupting the vibrations of the island or something like that. They're yeah, like awakening, dropping, like, bombs dropping bomb, seismic 
testers Seismic charges, yeah. charges <laughs> on the ground and which we find out later is waking up you know another monster on the island and and that kong is the protector for the people on this island who fit beautifully into the film i think it's such a nice change to not feel like we need to come into this island and kill the natives just to take their monster away but like it really feels like this is their god and this is their protector and and it feels so authentic in the way that he is just trying to live on his island and not have anybody disrupt that for him and that includes the skull crush skull, skull crawlers skull <laughs> crawlers thank you which are the baddies baddie monsters of that film you know and i think it's just it's just a fun ride like it's yeah. just it's like a roller coaster of a film. <laughs> yeah, those it has are so creepy. Oh those yeah, skull crawlers because yeah. they, they do show up in the new one. So I did see those guys. They're freaky. <laughs> yeah, they have two legs. For those who haven't seen it, they have two legs and a lizard tail. Yeah. So it like it has this like weird movement, and of like a lizard, but it like crawling. I, it's a it's a cool aspect and I think that's the other thing is it feels very creative it feels mm -hmm. like they went into this like let's create a new world you know like they have all this free space to you know come up with these really cool looking monsters because it Skull Island is inhabited with monsters I mean I like giggled about a water buffalo like a giant <laughs> water buffalo which I'm pretty sure it was a water buffalo I don't even know it's like the guys with the two horns and they like sit in water but it's yeah. gigantic he's literally and, a water because he's sitting yeah. in water yeah. <laughs> and, and it and i was just giggling because i would have i would have been so excited to see that in real life like i would be crying i would have been so happy and it just feels like they didn't set boundaries for themselves it and like mm -hmm. even like kong feels super emotional more so than normal and i felt like um he was he was rough around the edges he was still young you know like he wasn't he wasn't fully realized in his powers he was mourning the death of his parents which we find out like he had parents on the island like it's kind of it's a cool little lore you get more of his backstory into it and and i think that is what makes it it makes it feel like someone who loved kong made this film and and everybody felt like loved the story of Kong and, and that and it was silly that's yeah, the other was, thing <laughs> it like it did it was able to make fun of itself unlike the other like films in this monster verse it was like let's just have fun it's like Samuel L. Jackson wants revenge on King Kong because he just threw a tree inside most of his helicopters and killed all of his men let's just make that just a thing because it's really yeah. interesting and like that's the driving that. force to the entire <laughs> film is samuel jackson wanting revenge and he is great and, yeah, and daryl like, was making he's, he was making fun of me because i was predicting lines before they would happen <laughs> I, I don't remember what it was john goodman said something like oh call in the cavalry and i went i am the cavalry and then five and seconds then, later <laughs> five seconds later samuel jackson says i am the cavalry and i was like what and i did it two other times too i think he says like die motherfucker or something like that and, 
And I was just really excited. I love Samuel L. Jackson in this film because it it's a different, like, it feels more spiteful than he normally is in a lot of his films. Like, he feels mm. very faulted in because a lot of the times he's angry you know but it's my like justifiable anger like this one you're like kick behind it yeah, you're this like, one is very much like heart of darkness like i'm going crazy and you're gonna go crazy with me now <laughs> yes exactly it, it very it did have a very like apocalypse now kind of vibe yeah which yeah. maybe is because it was vietnam war i don't know I mean, Tom Hilson's character is named Conrad, Conrad. after Joseph Conrad. Conrad so, yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Exactly. And they I, couldn't and hide I it. And I felt it. And I, I agreed. And there wasn't really any like romance either. I didn't feel like there was, there was like tension, but there yeah. was nothing else. There was no fluff. It was, here's a movie. They, the only thing, and I will say this, the only thing is, is they start you off thinking that the soldier is the main character. And he like drives like the narrative and the trope throughout the entire film. And then spoiler alert here for this particular movie. <laughs> if you can guess where we're going with this. <laughs> he just dies. He dies halfway through the film. And I'm like, okay, yeah, as a Hitchcock film, I mean, film lover, I love that. But like, I'm like spending time getting to know this character. And then he becomes the driving force for the, for them to get to the other side of the island to him and then halfway through the film, he dies. And then you have to wait another 20 to 30 minutes for them to find out he dies. And then they have to get to his helicopter. It's just like, it felt so, there was a lot of ensemble cast to this film. Yeah. It felt like there was, everybody had a story. It didn't feel forced like some ensemble cast do. Like it felt very natural, but it was still, I was very mad that he died. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm still mad That's about fair. it. That's fair. It was it. It was kind of a switcheroo there. They're just like, yeah, he's he's gone. <laughs> yeah, and he's then dead. King Kong is just wonderful. I think he's just fun to watch in this. Like he, he's super edge, not edgy, but he's like, he doesn't feel as like honed in on his like. He feels clumsy. I guess is the word I'm mm -hmm. looking for. Like he feels like he's still trying to figure out his size and his, you know, like where he fits in the world kind of thing it's a coming of age story for kong you know yeah it kind of is it's like <laughs> it's the feel-good movie of the year <laughs> watch him kill all these people at the beginning of it first <laughs> so who do you think wins 2014 godzilla or kong skull island king kong now we're pitting up against two babies basically okay Kong and Skull Island is just learning his powers. He's just finding out his parent how his parents died and like all this stuff. He's he's still young. He's a youngin, okay? And then Godzilla is the same. He hasn't gotten his full powers yet. He hasn't fully evolved to his like final form, you know. We we have some time at growth here. Who do we think wins? Well, from a size perspective, I mean that has to be Godzilla just because in this universe in the 1970s king kong is 104 feet tall and mm. uh in godzilla 2014 which takes place in modern day he's like 350 feet tall so from a size mm. perspective there's like a clear like well godzilla already wins from that but the one thing is and i will defend kong as much as i can <laughs> <laughs> he has the agility because godzilla's a thick boy he's just he's just really big he's really slow but Whoa. Godzilla, that Godzilla Kong, 
he could get around. He could maneuver. He can get around him. He can go up, rip a spike off, I don't know, stab him in the back, slit his throat or something. I don't know. I'm just saying he's got some options because he's smaller and he's more agile. So, well, I do think that realistically Godzilla will probably win. Kong has a chance there. He has a chance. And I, 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 I want to see that fight specifically. <laughs> that genre, that generational yes, fight. Yes, I want I him agree. to do a time travel story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Okay, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm gonna have to say I think Kong wins, but that's probably because I think agility, and and I just think Godzilla is super slow in this uh, iteration. I to me, it's infuriating to watch in that first 2014 film how slow he is, (laughs) and I just think King Kong could swing around some buildings and you know trip him, and then like. Uh, like an ATAT, yeah. I mean, like it just—I—I I feel like he could get around it. He'd find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life always. I've got—I've right. got three points on the side of my boy Godzilla. One, Kong's gonna have to get through those scales, which is not gonna be an easy feat. Two, laser breath. And three, <laughs> if this fight is taking place in New York, as they all do, there's a lot of water. And while Godzilla may be slow on land, he is not slow on water, and that monkey doesn't breathe underwater. <laughs> this is true. This is he true. does. He does not. So he's got to get him on land. <laughs> well, I guess so. That would have to be. Is it on Kong's home turf, or is it on? We didn't discuss the yeah, parameters beforehand, so we'll leave it up to the audience. What do you guys think? <laughs> you think uh, Skull Island Kong wins, or uh, 2014 Godzilla? Who wins there? We need to know. Tell us, in, yep. not in the comments, but I guess in the comments in YouTube if you want to. Yeah, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Yell at me. Comments. Yell at Daryl. Yeah, send us random messages. Yell at Sarah <laughs> for not seeing Kong Island. Find me on the show. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> huh. righty, guys. We have come to the final round. Alrighty. We have the 1962 Two. <laughs> version i wanted to say three the 1962 version king kong versus godzilla or the 2021 version godzilla versus king kong uh godzilla versus kong yeah okay okay i forgot (laughs) no king in this one well it's because that's the point yeah yeah so, king of monsters I, versus king kong yes who, who is, is king the true king <laughs> of the, all the monsters <laughs> so do we want to talk about the 1962 version first before we get to more spoiler territory yeah let's yeah. let's knock that one out of the way first oh um, my gosh <laughs> i have so i i have thoughts about this one because i want i watched this all the way through but you only saw like most of it right grace i saw most of it i I'm not gonna lie i got to about an hour in and then realized i had to write for the podcast <laughs> so <laughs> i had to focus more on that and then so i i scrubbed through the end of it but well, um, which it much. sucks because that's like <laughs> the big fight part is the last 20 minutes so <laughs> i got through all the like human bs basically <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so i don't know king kong versus godzilla 1962 directed by ishiro honda who also directed the original godzilla um and this is his third time directing because this is the third godzilla film Mm -hmm. um 
yeah, it's it's not that great <laughs> as a movie. It's compared like, to the first one, which is oh, phenomenal. Man. Like it's it's not doesn't even come close no. compared to the original movie. He um, tried though. He does try he to like make that human connection again and the to tie it into but there's too many Yeah, there's too much happening. There's happening. too many plot, plot points. Um basically the idea is that um Godzilla awakens again. Um, he's like of his iceberg, iceberg yeah. And so he, I, I'm a little dismissive of this, as you can hear, and you can probably see on the video. <laughs> um, so he awakens from his iceberg and like, oh my God, it's Godzilla. So <laughs> what they have to do is like, how do we defeat Godzilla? I don't know. Go find a big monster. Literally, that's what they say. Go find a monster. Just any monster, if it's real or not. It's like, well, this is island. I think it's called like Theru Island. It's not called Skull Island in this movie. I, it, I read it. It was like, yeah, it's like Pharaoh, but it they yeah. it's like yeah, Pharaoh it's, Island or something like that. Yeah, but so it, it it's it's Skull Island, but it's not. Um, so they go there and they're like, oh, look at that. There's a big gorilla here. Also, I'm gonna talk about my favorite plot point again: blackface. <laughs> you may notice there's a theme here with the King Kong films. Um. <laughs> So this movie actually like commits the worst. <laughs> Surprisingly, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but it's one of those things where I was like, oh, that makes sense. But also that's really unfortunate. Um, so all the natives are just um, Japanese people in blackface. Because as you can probably imagine in Japan, the black population is not really, you know, the biggest <laughs> there. <laughs> So they're just like, you know what? Let's make them look kind of black. Let's give them wigs of nappy hair and stuff. And so it's like, it's kind of hilarious, honestly. It's just like, wow, they, <laughs> it's just so stupid. And it's like, this is really racist, but also it's like, I feel like they didn't even think about it. They're just like, we don't have time for this. Just put, just put black paint on them. I don't care anything. And of course, like the female savage, quote unquote, um, she has lighter skin because she's supposed to be attractive and you can't be attractive if you have dark skin, according to, you know, stories. Everyone in Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, it's like still an issue we're dealing with today, but I won't digress too far. Um, Maybe another yes. day we'll get into yeah, that. Another topic. day we can get completely into that. I'd love to talk about that. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of an annoying, <laughs> also hilarious thing about this movie because it's just like, wow, y'all, y'all went deep into this. <laughs> they spend a lot of time in that island too like there's they like do. this huge it's like a third of the movie humorous scene where they're trying to communicate with the chief of the tribe and then they like bribe him with a radio and, and cigarettes. cigarettes oh my god they, bribe they give him a with kid cigarettes. they give cigarettes. the kids cigarettes and stuff like that it, it's it's a lot <laughs> yeah it's it's a lot to handle and uh <laughs> doesn't hold up let's just say that it doesn't hold up yeah, at all that's that's the the bottom line for this film is that it doesn't hold up really um and it's I, I was saying earlier one thing that does not work in this movie is that godzilla as a monster just doesn't look awesome when there's so much light on him like when yes. he's in color like he and king kong it does not it does not look good it's literally just like some guy one a guy in a suit with really long arms for king kong unless he's fighting which they just use normal arms on him um and godzilla just looks like a big rubber suit and it's one of those things where of course i mean it is a big rubber suit and there's a, an element of craft to it one interesting thing is that like both of the people who were in the suits they were like um they did judo and so they were actually doing like real like judo moves and they were fighting 
weird when you're seeing two giant monsters fighting admittedly <laughs> but still like there was a craft to it there was thought that went into it but it doesn't look as good and the story's not as good it's just like we need these two monsters to fight make it happen um, yeah i i wrote in my notes because i took notes while i was watching it i wrote well one godzilla's iceberg is like 20 feet from the land okay like we don't they like make this big deal about a helicopter going over it and then they're like looking for it and then there's godzilla they call out godzilla the tanks come out and start shooting and i'm like you're on land he's out in the middle of the arctic sea or something like that no he's just right there because he wanders up and then um and then the best part is when they speed up the little tanks going back into their little cave oh (laughs) yeah they're like you gotta get out of here (laughs) um but the other thing is i wrote 30 minutes in no king kong oh yeah they take a long time to get to him they give you an octopus Oh yeah, they a do give you an octopus to fight. Octopus. <laughs> That's what they give you at 30 minutes in. Then there's a gratuitous fight scene between the tribe and the octopus for 10 minutes until King Kong comes in to save the day. And yeah. in which he has a great fight of the octopus coming onto his face, and then he's like throwing it off, and then he almost dies, and then they the tribe has to sing, and the like, you know, pretty, you oh, know, lady has to yeah. sing. Yeah. And it's important because like King Kong's biggest weakness in this is two things. One is that there's like a specific berry on the island. It's like all the animals who eat it get really, really big. That's why he's so big. That's why the octopus is so big. But it also makes him really sleepy. And so if he starts to fall asleep, the villagers have to sing and chant to him. To and that makes that, that like, yeah. Well, that can, no, that can keep him asleep. And they're like, oh, good, good. He's, he's cool now. He's cool. Yeah. And it's like, so they use that, pl- of course, they use this plot point again later. Uh, <laughs> well, Chekhov is rolling in his grave thinking about that gun that's being used again. <laughs> um. I was laughing. I was like, the line was like, let's build a raft. I'm like, you had time to build a raft to put King Kong on. <laughs> it was just the two of you, like, did the tribe Yeah, it's just you? them. It's like, <laughs> we're going to take your god. You're cool with that, right? <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So then they take him to Japan. It's like, all right, go fight. Go fight godzilla in the most hilarious first fight scene i've ever seen uh sarah you would love this (laughs) basically you have godzilla on a hill so it's like it's over Anakin. i have the high ground (laughs) (laughs) king kong shows up and basically kong is like here's a rock i'm gonna throw this rock at him and godzilla's like what are you doing you're throwing rocks at me so of course godzilla uses his like atomic breath to just set the ground on fire and king kong's like oh Oh no, no, I'm not doing that. He literally like <laughs> looks up and looks down. And he just kind of like pats himself off and he walks away. He doesn't run away. He just walks away slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the first time he loses a fight to Godzilla because he loses again later on. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he basically falls asleep when he like kidnaps a girl or something. And then he like falls asleep after the people, of course, give him like, we got the berries from the island, give him the berries. All right, sing to him, chant to him, make him fall asleep. So then they capture him and they like put him in a big like net or something and bring him closer to Godzilla again to try and defeat him again. Then Godzilla gets his ass knocked out. (laughs) Godzilla (laughs) basically just using his tail and just knocks him out and it's hilarious. Um, But then the one thing that I was so surprised by, but also they did kind of make this a thing in the first movie was that 
Godzilla is like weak to electricity, apparently. Yes. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't guess that seeing like you know in, he has atomic breath and in stuff. honda's <laughs> lore that's how they beat him pretty much every time is yeah, electricity it's always electricity but uh kong actually gets powered up by electricity that's his, oh. that's his uh, and so i don't know if you got to this point Grace. i didn't know <laughs> i didn't get to fighting yeah there's a lightning storm basically and it electrocutes king kong and he's like oh i'm back <laughs> and then he goes and he fights godzilla and they both fall into the ocean um godzilla's never seen again he disappears but when they, they do see king kong walking away in the ocean back to his homeland apparently so interesting it is it's it's a trip of a movie just because it's like this is so weird and not good <laughs> it's not good i mean it's like an hour of people talking and i'm like just get to the craziness like i just want to like i'm mad that i didn't get to the fight stuff i should have just skipped it to the fight honestly you should have like it just the rest of it's not worth it although we did get two um interesting pieces of trivia one is that this is the origin of godzilla's iconic like high pitch roar so the version you hear in like every subsequent movie including the same yeah it's like it's the exact same roar they've been Mm -hmm. using that and i was like i noticed that too like because i was like that's the same roar we were just listening to like he yeah. didn't have that in the first in the first movie it was it's a com the the movie the roar from this movie is a combination of the one from the first and second movies i think but they just keep it from now on i'm like oh that's cool um also this is not really a fun fact it's an annoying fact i hate this there's a scientist in the movie who keeps saying pronouncing reptile as reptile and i don't understand why you would ever say reptile he's an american scientist <laughs> he says a reptile instead of reptile and i hate it Oh, also, it's all um, dubbed with uh, terrible English, terrible American voices, too. Oh, see, I watched the Japanese version. Oh, so, you watched the Japanese Yeah, version? I watched okay. the Japanese version. So I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> so. Well, I remember that. I didn't know that you could. I was trying to see if I could change it in the DVD, in the Blu-ray menu, and I couldn't f- figure it out. So oh, I, watched I found it. I found dub. it online. I found okay. it uh, on YouTube, actually. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> so good for you. I watched a horrible dub of a horrible yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> so but no i will have to agree with you i was you know it it's a fun watch just watch it know what you're getting into <laughs> call it a day yeah <laughs> have a few but, drinks before you start <laughs> yeah it's nothing though compared to the one we're about to talk about though yeah we interrupt this uh, round, last round, for a spoiler warning. We're about to talk about spoilers for Godzilla vs. Kong, which came out in March 2021. Hit the pause button and come back when you've watched the film, because we don't want y'all mad at us for ruining your movie experience. I don't want all that bad juju. So, hit pause. And we're back. If you haven't seen the movie, you have missed your opportunity. We have stopped for you. And now we are starting for everybody else who was actually going to watch this movie over the opening weekend. It actually did phenomenal for a pandemic movie. It did. It, I think it broke like a bunch of records for all films that came out in the last year. I think it, it made like for a movie that basically released mostly on HBO Max it made a lot of money in theaters. So I, I don't have the final number, but I remember seeing it and being like, whoa, like that's a lot. And we all watched it at home. Uh, we we decided it was, wasn't 
Daryl and I went to a movie a week ago, but we had decided that it was just, we didn't want to risk the full theater of a opening night movie. So we decided HBO Max was the best way to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but on that note, Godzilla versus Kong. Honestly, let's see. It was directed by Adam Wingard, who I'm a big fan of. He directed a horror film, You're Next. So I was super pumped about it because all the horror directors that I follow online were like super excited about this coming out. And honestly, it's the perfect movie for the pandemic. I feel like it brought my excitement for movies coming out because it was like a trailer that I was like super pumped about and then I feel like it just hit at the right moment for everybody and um yeah it felt fun it was a fun movie I I was actually really worried that I was gonna go into this expecting another Kong Skull Island and not get that and I was gonna get another Godzilla movie and surprisingly it wasn't a godzilla movie it was a kong movie yeah it was really a kong movie is it, yeah. it was a big um it was all about him really <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's like the one thing we were talking about the old one where it, it was too many people and that's why this one did really well is that it focused mainly on kong's side of the the story because like you get that something's upsetting godzilla and millie bobby brown's got to figure out why that's all we need to know yeah, about the it. whole story and that's yeah. the whole story that you get out of godzilla like that i really love the podcast thing because that you know i feel yeah, really relevant to us yeah <laughs> I, I feel that on an emotional level not that we're you know hiding into sneaking into major corporate america to try and find things but um i had a lot of fun with that uh that side of the story it, it was like it didn't get into the like seriousness of that the Godzilla movies tend to get into um uh, I don't know it was it was mainly a Kong it was about Kong going through another stage of his life I guess in a weird way and it's heartbreaking because they open up and it's like Kong is stuck in this like dome arena thing yeah they come in and <laughs> they came and invaded the island basically and they've captured him for for the most part um so he's first of all he's massive now he's like 335 feet tall and they've captured him <laughs> and he's just like he comes in and he's like he grabs a tree he rips the branches off and throws it into the sky like a javelin you're like oh cool maybe he's gonna go fishing and then hits the ceiling you're like oh it's a very hunger yeah. games yeah they hunger they games <laughs> truman show vibes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but uh it it has a lot of actors that I feel like, yes, they're great actors, but I could care less. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say, like, I came here to watch Kong and Godzilla beat mm-hmm. the crap out of each other. And surprisingly, I got that. I was really happy that I got that. Like, mm-hmm. I was surprised that it happened as quickly as, you know, we did get it. Like, the first meetup is pretty quick into the movie, I think. Um I don't feel like it had a long buildup or anything like that. Like, I think it got to the point. And like, for me, I was like trying to remember the lore of the Godzilla movies because I hadn't seen them in forever. And I was like trying to remember what hollow earth meant and like all these things. <laughs> and, and they do a really good job 
recapping it for you um, <laughs> with Alexander Skarsgård, who totally didn't even know he was in the movie. I forgot so, until you mentioned him just now that he was in it. That's um, right. Yeah. He was. <laughs> I love Alexander Skarsgård, but he does not look good with a beard. No, not at all. And and so they they kind of break this suspension of reality for me for a second with this talk of going into the, the middle of the earth, you know, and, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Journey to the center of the earth kind of thing. Like, is this Jules Verne? Like, what are we doing here? And, and it felt like, you know, two cinematic worlds were colliding or, you know, book franchises. And it was kind of weird for me for a, for a second. And then they brought Kong into it and this cute little girl Mm-hmm. And, and she, and you find out her backstory and that she, you know, comes from the tribe and, you know, she, she doesn't speak. And I love like how they incorporate the sign language into it. I just think it's, it's lovely and it's refreshing to see. Cause it, it just, it felt very smooth to me. I, you know, that's my opinion of it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, it was a Kong story and I got to follow Kong throughout as a protagonist and we go all over the place. We go to Antarctica, we come, go through the earth and we get to Hong Kong. Is that yeah, it? That's, yeah. that's yeah. about right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, as you do. It's you know. like you, you go all <laughs> over the place and, and, and I, I remember like watching it. I'm like, how, how does he get to the final battle? Like we're in the middle, we've taken the whole movie to get to the middle of the earth now what and then Godzilla like spits into the ground and creates this giant <laughs> tunnel and you're like oh and, uh, it's like ah, convenient and, yes yeah <laughs> it was a really nice plot device that they also had like a a ship that could fly back and forth yes now we have hovercraft yeah hovercrafts <laughs> and and it was it was an interesting um also uh Isa Gonzalez is in this, who was in Baby Driver. I love and her. I love her. Like as she's soon also as I in saw her. I care a lot. Oh yes, 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 yes. I haven't seen that one yet, but I think like I saw her in the trailers. Mm-hmm. But um, I love her in mm-hmm. pretty much. I love her in Baby Driver. I think she's great in that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I came for a fight, and I got fights. And that's what yeah. I wanted. And they were good. Like it felt like they a, were very entertaining. I really love that boat fight. Like that oh, was, that was oh, intense. Yeah. And like, like the way Kong just like lays down on it, like, oh my God, at the end. Like <laughs> there was, like, there, actually there was a lot. fear for his life. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrifying. And I was like, he needs to breathe. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, Team Godzilla, but I was worried for Kong there. <laughs> it was stressful I didn't felt like I've had something like worth to lose like I had emotional investment in these characters and but it was weird because you don't really get Godzilla's side of it until the very end where you like everything comes together and um but Kong's story about like finding where he comes from is almost heart-wrenching it's a very like mm-hmm. you know like this is where I'm supposed to be and he gets to sit on his throne for yeah, all like to two reclaim seconds. His, his, his crown like, two seconds and then it, it's done and he's gone and he has to go and fight and like it's so funny like the score you're like oh one for Godzilla okay now they're even one-on-one and then you know you get mm-hmm. to the next one and it it felt like watching like a, a 
MMA fight or like one of those like WW, <laughs> you know, E fight kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, like it felt like super like, like punch, punch, slap. Like, <laughs> I love when Godzilla smacks him. It's just so funny. But uh, it felt like he knew what he was giving us. We wanted to see two monsters fight. And we got two monsters plus some. Yeah. So like major spoiler warning. Yeah. If you listen up important. to this point <laughs> and you're like, okay, I really want to see this movie. Go see it now before you continue with the rest of this podcast, please. I do not want to ruin this for you because I was so excited when this reveal <laughs> happened. And apparently the other two were not because they knew it was going to happen and I didn't. I don't know. I assumed. <laughs> yeah, it was an assumption. But this I is your no... second and final warning. <laughs> yes. Go watch it and then come back. <laughs> yes. yes. So it ends up that the big real body of the whole story is corporate America. (laughs) The end. The end. No, they're building a mecha Godzilla, which is so exciting because we're like, yes, we get mecha Godzilla. And and I remember, like, Daryl was, like, making fun of me because I was like, no way we're getting (laughs) mecha Godzilla. (laughs) I was just, like, so pumped because I had no expectations. I just wanted to watch King Kong and Godzilla fight. That's all I wanted. And I got mecha Godzilla out of it, and I was like, this is more than I ever wanted and I'm so happy and the like I like that you brought up that like lightning powers King Kong because they reference yeah, that in, they reference that but in a weird way they're like oh let's restart his heart yeah <laughs> you know? let's not like make this. it stupid let's yes. just let's just use a defibrillator and electrocute him there you go he's back to life he comes back yeah. and he's like cool now I can beat up Mechagodzilla with my giant axe that I have it's oh, made yeah. out of a Godzilla scale right yeah yeah, yeah. It's the coolest thing ever yeah right? it's so and cool it's like, it gets like supercharged by like uh-huh. Godzilla's, uh that was breath. rad <laughs> It was just a fun fight and it felt Mm -hmm. like I was watching something that I could shout at the screen for and like root and holler and like, yeah, hit him, like take him down, (laughs) you know, you know, and it, it, that's all I wanted out of it. That's all I wanted. That's what I got. Um, This one wins. No, like, I'm not even, I don't know about you guys, but no question for me, these guys win all all day, every day. And I don't forget that octopus fight in the original, like that octopus (laughs) fight where they basically wrap some like saran wrap around them to make it look like there's like goo on them. You telling me that's not better than Godzilla (laughs) wielding a giant axe and just like going at it on Godzilla. It was so good. I loved it. I I loved (laughs) it. everything about that I felt like I got to laugh at the human stuff there was some human stuff that was funny I got to feel sad at the right spots and I mean like I followed Kong through his his life journey you know he's got to accept that he's not king of everything you know like that kind of thing and and I love that in its own weird way and I also love that like you know Godzilla gets humbled you know like it's Mm -hmm. not always about him that kind of thing (laughs) yeah and uh but yeah, I just I I think it it was a great addition to the monster verse. I think that's what they're calling it now. Mm. Um, I don't know if this means they're gonna do more. Uh, I, I mean, they left it open to do more in a mm-hmm. weird way. Um, I you know I think that they probably would explore Godzilla with other monsters. I don't foresee them doing another Kong because I feel like that was a good end for Kong. 
Yeah. I mean, he yeah. ends up to go any do anything else really. With yeah, because he's in the middle of the earth and yeah. you know swinging around there. And and I love that the humans inhabited the you know hollow earth and <laughs> they immediately became scientists there. And I'm like, typical. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but yeah, no, I it it's a definite recommend. And I think if you can go see it in theaters, I definitely recommend going seeing it in theaters. I wish I wish I'd have seen it in theaters and maybe eventually I will go see it. I just wasn't there yet for an opening night movie theater. I didn't know what to expect. And Daryl and I went to 10 commandments a week ago for, I think the 65th anniversary or something like that. (laughs) Totally so not the, the same movie. There. It was, uh, but it was <laughs> empty. There was yeah. no one there. <laughs> so, and we knew it was going to be empty. So. Exactly. So, nice experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into Charles the Test in a later on another date. So. Yeah, we'll talk about Planet of the Apes someday. <laughs> <laughs> ben Hur. I'm I'm still determined to get you to watch Ben Hur with me. All so. right. <laughs> but that concludes our exploration of the god fascination and titan fascination of the humans starting with king kong in 1933 and ending in 2021 with godzilla versus kong i think we've hit a really nice journey a nice arc of some bad movies and some good ones so yeah i i don't know what do you what do you guys think is that all we got for today yeah, I think so. I'd like to add, though, that in the the Godzilla versus Kong, Godzilla did reign supreme. So the right big monster won in the end. No, I just think that Kong was tired and he was ready to yeah. just bow out. He's been winning Kong, the entire Kong time. Kong saved his life, although Kong- it was because they poured bourbon onto a machine console and mechagodzilla was like oh i don't know what to do now <laughs> but still yeah i kong I won all the other fights though so i i feel like we can give godzilla this one yeah <laughs> he he is the biggest and the baddest but yes kong, but now he knows that kong is like you're okay man you're yeah okay. you're okay well, i'll leave yeah. you alone for now yeah, yeah. Like, don't come near don't me come again, to my no. island <laughs> <laughs> if kong is humanity then Godzilla is the force of nature. So there yeah, you go. Exactly. Ooh, nice. Very, yeah, very nice. That's the reason why Kong is the most is so uh, you know, likable. It's like mm-hmm. he has just like he just has an element of humanity. He can emote yeah. unlike unlike yeah. Godzilla, which legally Ooh. is not allowed to emote. Yes, mm-hmm. he's not allowed to emote. And yeah. so they got the apparently people got mad about this one shot where Godzilla looks happy that he like <laughs> landed a blow or something like that. Yeah, it's like a little, little tiny smile. It's so <laughs> little. But like I caught it. I was like, oh, yeah. that's it. That yeah, see, yeah. it's almost like a snicker. Like it's like a <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I was like reading like this full-fledged article about this one shot about Godzilla <laughs> emoting just a little bit. And I was like, man, yeah. like I never really thought about the fact that Godzilla doesn't emote. Yeah, like, he's not yeah. there for that. He's he's there. He's an equalizer, you know. Exactly. So show up, do a job, and leave. That's yep. the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Showing you your place, and I'm gonna go. <laughs> yes. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for this week. Um, I know we wanted to talk about some movie news, but 
think a lot of we've covered a lot today so maybe next week we'll do a little bit of a bigger news news segment um my name is gracie and you can find me at gracie may with a y and three e's on anywhere you see fit daryl where can we find you you can find me at uh darth daryl on twitter that's darth as in vader or mall or whoever you want <laughs> and daryl that's d-a-r-r-e-l-l two r's and two l's and sarah <laughs> what about you I am snotty.person on Instagram and snotty underscore person on Twitter. And both of those are with an IE, not a Y for snotty. And you want to check us out for all the latest movie news at the popcorn bucket list on Instagram and TPB underscore podcast on Twitter. Or you can just find us on whatever social media you use and tune in to our YouTube channel if you want to see our beautiful faces. Uh, we'll be uploading the video version of the podcast on Fridays after this episode premieres. So yeah, check us out. I actually, uh, we promoted a local artist, not a local artist, but an artist that I follow on Twitter who did some really cool renderings of Godzilla tonight. So I check him out, uh, Scary Stormy is wonderful and I love his horror renditions. I actually have his Frankenstein somewhere. Uh, I'm, I was trying to find it so I could hang it up in the background, but I couldn't find it. So I moved. So sorry, scary stormy, but y'all have a good one and stay safe out there. Hopefully this pandemic isn't too much longer. And so we can start going to movies without feeling too panicky. Haha, uh -huh. you see what I did there? Panicky about the pandemic. <laughs> Nice, very nice. Been cooking now that one up leave. for a whole year. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Well, we'll see y'all later. Bye. Yeah, let us know what you Bye. thought of Kong or Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, yes, tell us which one you like the most. Who won? <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.